Hello and welcome to episode five of the Lieberland Show. I'm your host, Adam Carswell. Today we are joined by Milan Saman. Milan is the representative of the Netherlands for Lieberland. Milan, thank you for joining us today. And do you have any opening remarks for our listeners? Hi, Adam. Uh, thanks for inviting me, of course. Uh, greetings to, to everyone listening. As Adam said, I'm a representative in the Netherlands, but recently I've been entrusted with the responsibility uh, coordinating the efforts on uh, the Liberland's governance model. We are working on uh, some sort of decision-making platform and also uh, Liberland's uh, ICO and, and the creation of uh, Liberland's currency, the, the merit. Very cool. I have to say, first of all, thank you for your service, because I know that's definitely a time commitment and very important to the foundation of our nation. So thank you for, uh, for doing that beyond your normal call of duty at the Netherlands. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure, absolute pleasure. And, you know, I, I'm learning a lot uh, as, we, uh, as I work with Liberland. Um, so it's really rewarding, not just uh, meeting uh, people on the way, but, but also um, encountering problems you probably normally would expect in a, any startup. And, and, you know, Liberland is a sort of startup country, so it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I never even really thought about it that way, but it's a very accurate way to describe the country, especially with the amount of technology involved in, again, in the foundation. Yeah, I, I was giving a lecture last year in uh, Liberland's uh, conference, and uh, actually the, the most uh, appropriate description of Liberland that I could uh, think of was that Liberland is really a disruptive model of governance. You know, uh, we are libertarians, we are building a libertarian country, so we do believe in non-aggression principle. Um, so we want to not fight other governments, but we want to offer an alternative, and that's Liberland, the free state of Liberland. Absolutely. So how did you begin your journey as a Liberlandian, Milan? I only became aware of Liberland uh, when it was in its second year of existence. Uh, that was uh, about 2016. I signed up um, on the webpage liberland.org, which I, by the way, encourage everyone uh, to do. Mm -hmm. um, and at some point, uh, Vitor Lichka, the president of Liberland, traveled to Rotterdam and uh, he was giving a lecture. So I met him there personally. And a few weeks later, he invited me to, to work with him and uh, the cabinet on a, a building, Liberland. So for me, that, that was actually absolutely amazing because, uh, you know, all my life I actually believed in one sort of guiding principle of morality, and that's that uh, freedom of one ends where freedom of another starts. And then I've heard the, the motto of Liberland, which is, and I'm sure you've discussed this countlessly, but it's the live and let live. And mm -hmm. that's actually saying the same thing in, in different words. So that instantly clicked with me and, and I was hooked and interested in, uh, in working on this project. I became a citizen of Liberland a year later in 2017, got a passport, got, <laughs> uh, did the oath. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, to work uh, for and with Liberland ever since. That's so cool. Uh, did you and uh, the president click at all since you're both from the Czech Republic? 
Vita, the president, he's an interesting personality. And <laughs> I, I really like him as a person. That's not to say he's always uh, easy to work with, but uh, that's a good thing. You know, he, he's, he's a visionary. He needs practical, uh, technical people around him. And I, I actually more fall into that category. I'm not an extrovert. I'm not an outspoken person. But I prefer to work behind the scenes. So actually, I would say our personalities are sort of complementary. Yeah, that, that's perfect. <laughs> Happy to, to work with him. Yeah, I feel and like other people, of course. Right. Well, I, I have to say, well, first of all, personally, I, I can relate. Sometimes I, I find myself becoming very visionary, and then I, I need someone to kind of put me in check and be like, "Wait, Adam, do you realize that you need a roadmap to get to that goal or something like that?" Oh no, can you help me? But um, the other the other thing uh, that you just mentioned, I have to say, thank you for overcoming your uh, introverted ways because this is pretty extroverted of you to be joining me on the show. It actually is, and I think it's it's the fact that uh, you know I, I do give lectures a lot for my work, but it's something uh, temporary. I mean, people leave maybe with a certain impression of me, but to do this and to place it permanently on the internet that, that's sort of scary but exciting. So I, I do hope uh, <laughs> and I uh, that I will leave an interesting message and that people will enjoy listening to it. Definitely, that's that's almost guaranteed. So. No worries about that on your end. Uh, I am curious, though, talking about you being from the Czech Republic, and we kind of mentioned this before the call, but you have kind of lived and experienced a lot of different cultures around the world. Can you tell us about your background? Sure, absolutely. I, I left the Czech Republic uh, when I was 15, which is actually... Um, it was interesting time, you know, because it was shortly after uh, the, the socialist uh, or communist regime in the Czech Republic mm. uh, finished, uh, which gave me certain distaste for um, collectivism. You, you know, I totally agree with, I think it was Ayn Brand who said that fascism, Nazism, communism and socialism are, are, same, are only variations of, of the same theme and that's collectivism. I, I do dislike that and I pride myself on individualism and, and I uh, like to be an individual. So I, I left the Czech Republic. Uh, I spent a year in, uh, in Michigan in the US in, in high school. I, I then left for the Far East. I left uh, about 15 years in, in Japan, uh, Korea and, and China. I, I got my degree in Japan and in chemical engineering. So I'm a chemical engineer and designer by profession. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, definitely, you're definitely too smart to be on the show already. <laughs> well, let me tell you, a lot, a lot of that is uh, walking around construction site and, and sort of uh, <laughs> <laughs> hitting things with a hammer. <laughs> it's a great job in the sense that I could travel the world. I love working with people from different cultures. Mm -hmm. You know, most of my life I spent a time with people from from three or five countries sharing the same office, and and I really like that. And that's something what is certainly true about Liberland. You are in San Francisco now. I'm in the Hague in in the Netherlands, and when we do our Tuesday. Uh, phone calls with Liberland. There is probably at least eight to ten nationalities uh, um, on the phone call. So, so that that's fascinating, and and I like that. So, why I a li- little bit sidetracked now? But yeah, no, that's yeah, as a chemical, Keep going, keep going. <laughs> as a chemical engineer, I 
it was quite an interesting job and you know I'm a technical person so it was uh, very satisfying but at a certain time I thought I, I should uh, diversify so I actually moved to, to international relations and safety and security um, that, that's where I am now and working with Liberland. Yeah and so how long did you say you've been um, in The Hague in the Netherlands? I've been in The Hague for for seven years. It's a great uh, city. Uh, I always like to say that if I could take The Hague and place it somewhere in the Alps, that would be my <laughs> ideal place to live because uh, because I do, do uh, like mountains and I, I like sports. I do a lot of skiing and, and uh, mountain biking. So, so I do miss that. But at the same time, I appreciate living in a place that's safe and uh, very progressive when it comes to technologies. And as you know, you know, Liberland came into life with uh, sort of the rise of uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies. And um, the Netherlands is actually a great place to network with people in blockchain. I agree. That's one thing that I have noticed. Well, so just on the last episode, <clears throat> I interviewed Heaven Berekat, who was saying how in Sweden, one of her challenges uh, is kind of the not wanting of the, of, the, of the country to adopt blockchain and cryptocurrency. And from what I've seen online, and people that I follow in the Netherlands, you're validating it right now, which is, it actually is a very open-minded place to be where you can really be creative and talk about the things that you really want to talk about and not worry about someone kind of judging you or telling you to be quiet. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's true and it's interesting, but at the same time, what Heaven said, and, uh, and I completely agree with that as well, uh, is that it's sometimes uh, the, the underdeveloped and poor countries that are actually more ready to accept this technology. And I think when you talked with Gautier, he mentioned uh, Liberland's trip to Somaliland. Uh, that's mm -hmm. an unrecognized country, but very eager to embrace technology simply because there is no foundation for uh, traditional banking. They have a lot of people who are unbanked. So uh, for them, to, they're very open to, taking, to take the advantage of what blockchain technology offers. Now, it's similar to how you travel to some, um, and I only say that uh, hesitation, underdeveloped countries, you know, and, and you notice that they have a lot better internet than let's say, what we have in Europe. And that's simply because they built internet lines and never had phone lines. <laughs> so right. they sort of did the quantum leap to the better, more advanced technology. And I, I think for, for Africa and a lot of uh, the third world, uh, blockchain technologies are a great opportunity to make that quantum leap and, and uh, come on par with the developed world. Right. And... Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar. Are you familiar with Doug Casey at all? D no, no, I'm not. So he's he's pretty prominent, I would say, in the libertarian space. Um, I've gotten to meet him a couple times and listen to him on a few interviews. And he, uh, I think Doug's probably in his 60s, maybe even 70s now. But he's like, if I was 30 years old again, I'd be on a one-way, hopping on a plane, one-way ticket to an African nation. Um, and the one that he specified was Namibia. But um, mm -hmm. I, fi I finally got to talk to him and ask him why. And He's, he's saying exactly what we're talking about now. There's so much opportunity for growth and also people with knowledge, for example, in blockchain, just to leverage that knowledge and leverage what they know to benefit the country. There's just so much potential in these, well, basically around the world, but especially in the developing nations. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and I do hope that they'll take that uh, chance and, and work with it because that would be very interesting. And you know, like they don't have to. I mean, certainly there is level of corruption, but also th- there is perhaps less resistance in terms of bureaucracy because you know the, the Western world had decades or centuries of developing very complex bureaucracy and. Uh, a lot of it is actually not necessary or is in contradiction to what the blockchain is trying to do to remove the middleman. So can you tell us, Milan, about a unique experience that you've had personally with Liberland where you know, wow, if I wasn't with Liberland, then this probably would have never happened in my life. Every single meeting of Liberland is extremely unique. You know, you, you, you never know who you're going to meet. And uh, I mean, last time uh, I was on the boat trip uh, to visit Liberland. Of course, uh, we were escorted by the Croatian police because they're, for some mysterious reasons, trying to prevent uh, us from entering Liberland. But, you know, I was in a discussion with several people and, and I had no idea who they are. Like, there was a person who sort of looked like a yoga teacher or, or a hippie. And only later I discovered uh, he had a private jet waiting for him to take him <laughs> to a conference in, in Dubai. And <laughs> also the way the Liberland events are organized or, or not organized, I should say. I mean, it's a chaos. And I say it, I'm excited because, because they are so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, one hour, you don't know what's going to happen the next. I think to some extent, chaos is, is actually good. Maybe we are too used to order and uh, um, we are forgetting that uh, good things can come out of chaos. Like uh, the disruption that Liberland is can actually benefit from a certain degree of uh, disrespect for order. Right. Wow. So, yeah, every single event with Liberland is a unique experience. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I love that because... I would say you need some level of order and structure, but from what I can see on what you're saying is like the level and order of structure is, okay, we're going to have a meeting. From there on, having the freedom to paint the picture of what's going to be discussed or addressed as you go along, I, I, I just think that's very cool, <laughs> to say the least. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should ride the wave of uh, uh, disruption because Liberland... Uh, connects with, with a lot of people who disagree with the stagnant methods of uh, established life. You know, you know we, we want to, to challenge people's opinion. Um, it's, it's about uh, freedom, about privacy, decentralization, maybe disturbing ideas for a lot of people, but it's nice to have an option to, to choose. And as I said before, you know, Liberland is this disruptive model, an alternative model of statehood. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And again, it, it reminds me of, um, I'm sure you're probably familiar with, with Jeff Berwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was in one of or was several of uh, Liberland's events. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so he recently had someone on his podcast who was talking about the topic of seasteading. And I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm sure if you're familiar with seasteading, it's something that I'm completely like new to. So I wouldn't even be the right one to <laughs> give you the example. What do you know about it? I met uh, Natalia uh, from Seasteading in in Liberland. She was actually on one of the the boats heading to Liberland. And and I thought that was actually a nice situation to see uh, Seasteading people 
river studying the Danube on the way to <laughs> to Liberland. It, it's really interesting. It's it's another disruptive model, different from Liberland, but different from the normal statehood. I mean, the idea is there is simply not many pieces of land available for making a new country. Well, let's let's build a new country on in international waters and. Right. You know, in the future, there will probably be satellite cities around the Earth or on Mars. Who knows? That can happen, too. And maybe right. sooner than we think. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, hey, having, the, having something like seasteading where there's no structure to it and you can kind of paint your own picture as you go, you know, that's, that's what we were put on this Earth to do is to have the freedom and the liberty to, to do things like that. And so it's just so cool. I had to mention that. It's about do, doing things ourselves. And uh, I think we live in exciting times because uh, so many opportunities are arising. Um, you know, it, it's scary because there is a lot of uh, responsibility and, and personal risk. And, and I appreciate that it's not the, the choice of life for everyone. I think a lot of people are happy with uh, things as they are. But... Um, there is a lot of people like myself who, who just like a freedom to, to make the decision. I mean, I traveled to, uh, to, to a running race in Chihuahua in, in Mexico a few years ago. This race is in an area that, you know, there is a lot of narcos in that area. It's also dangerous because uh, of the heat and, and just simply the geography of the region. You know, in most races, you have to sign disclaimer but in this race, the disclaimer was just one sentence. And it, it was, if I get lost, hurt, or die, it is my own damn fault. And I thought <laughs> that was brilliant and completely sufficient. And I thought, this is very much what I believe we should also sign off in life. You know, there is, people should not believe that someone will always uh, somehow take care. No, we have to, to take care of ourselves. Right. Yep. Responsibility down to the very, very last detail. Uh, yeah, and that, that's what Liberland is about. Uh, with, with, and I think that's Spider-Man, right? That with, with the power <laughs> yes. comes responsibility. Yes. So let's say with, with freedom comes responsibility. That's true. Yeah, good reference on, uh, on Spider-Man. I wouldn't have caught that one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what advice do you have for anyone listening that, again, I know you, you mentioned it earlier, but uh, for anyone who wants to get involved with Liberland or to become a citizen, what do you? What advice do you have for them? So we have uh, Liberland Jobs um, website where people can now already look for jobs connected with Liberland. In the future, we we want to use it more. So like to to post tasks and people will be able to bid for those tasks as contract and earn Liberland merits in return. Of course, you can get on social media, uh, help us to spread the message, uh, repost, discuss with people. I, I think these are, and, and of course, you can come to any of our events. Most of them are public, and it's always interesting to see new people. Right. And it sounds like, um, well, based on what we were talking about earlier, most fun and exciting part about the meetings is hey, it's a meeting. Come talk. Let's, let's see where this thing goes, and kind of, you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do that. Where do you see the country in the next three to five years? 
That's really interesting question. And, and literally every time I meet someone from Liberland, we touch on that subject. You know, I don't know uh, if five years is enough to become a recognized country, but I can tell you one thing, you know, the recognition is not necessary for Liberland to become a country. All we really need is to be tolerated by the neighbors, by Serbia and Croatia, and we are working on that. We, we don't want that for free. We want to bring development and investment in the area. We are already doing that now, especially in, in Serbia. We've actually built really good relationship with the local community. We want to extend that. We want the locals to want to have Liberland as their neighbor. And I think in five years, we may have a permanent settlement in place. I, I do believe that's uh, achievable. You know, Liberland is a small country. Like It could be what Monaco is to, to France. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, we are building on a sort of intelligence superiority. We want to have technological superiority and bring that into the area. It's, it's a very small country. It's seven kilometers square. But, you know, I think it was Dalai Lama who said that if you think you are too small to make a difference, try sharing room with a mosquito. You know? <laughs> so if we keep on doing our job and, and uh, bothering in, in the good sense our neighbors, I mean, actually working with them and helping them, they, they might come to, to terms with us and actually tolerate Liberland in the area. And perhaps maybe not five years, but 10 years later, the actual recognition will happen. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And we're getting close to the end of the interview now, but I do want to ask you uh, one more fun question. I would say this is definitely my inner visionary coming out here. So if you don't, you don't have an answer off the top of your head, no worries. But I kind of want to see where your mind goes with this one. When you sit down at Restaurant de Liberland, the, you know, the, the number one five-star restaurant in Liberland, and you say, <laughs> I, I want the most popular dish what is going to be put in front of you? Ah, yeah, that, that's a good question because I'm a bit of foodie myself. So, you know, after years of living in Far East, I'm, I'm a great fan of ramen. And, and I think you can put a lot of different flavors to ramen. So uh, I can, I, I would probably order that. And, and what I would say, because I'm a runner, right? So I, I enjoy eating a meal after a good run. So Liberland, around Liberland, the circumference of Liberland is about 21 kilometers. I think one day we, I will probably organize half marathon of Liberland. So I will <laughs> run that, go to this five-star restaurant and order the, the best Liberlandian ramen there is on yes. the menu. That's a great <laughs> answer. I think you actually are. You have some visionary in you. <laughs> well, thanks. I hope at least 50% of that will happen. <laughs> That'd be really cool. And so now the idea is out there. We'll, we'll let the rest take form. Milan, thank you for joining us. It's been great having you. Uh, do you have any way that people listening can get in touch with you? Uh, absolutely. It's uh, Netherlands at uh, Liberland.org. You can contact me there. And uh, maybe just as a closing remark, I, I would like to, to ask people to, to share this post podcast and, and the others, maybe post it on your social media, invite other people, discuss Liberland, talk about us, and uh, hope to see people in person too in, in one of our future events. Absolutely. Thank you for, for reinforcing that. Definitely, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast after you're done listening. Milan, thanks again. 
thanks for having me, Adam. It was a pleasure talking with you. And uh, yeah, uh, enjoy the rest of the day, I believe, for you. <laughs> yes, you're right. Be for me. <laughs> Bye. Yep, yep, I'm getting my day started over here in San Francisco. I know Milan's getting ready to turn the lights out in The Hague. <laughs> but uh, yes, thank you for listening, Lieberlandians. And we will catch you in the next episode.